This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. All you have to do, call 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight is Ian. And Tally. Uh, Jason Tally is here from Tally.tv. That's T-A-L-L-E-Y dot TV, where uh, we'll talk more about what's going on over at uh, Tally.tv. And certainly want to discuss what you did yesterday, Jason, as you uh, faced down the state in their own courtroom. Our number again, 855-450-FREE. You can, of course, bring up anything that you want. And it's tax day, as I understand it. This is what uh, what I hear. I was out at a tax day uh, protest today, and so uh, and you were as well. And so we've got some observations uh, that we can share on that. But let's start with yesterday because I think it's really important uh, what happened in the uh, Superior Court, so called, here in Keene, New Hampshire, where you were being prosecuted for the dastardly crime of daring to bring a video device into a court lobby. Yes, but first, uh, can I say, uh, can you believe people are still paying their taxes? It's amazing. Well, I don't <laughs> consider them their taxes, but if they want to consider them their own taxes, that's, I suppose, their business. But you should be, you know, not considering, in my opinion, not considering the, these things to be yours or that's your responsibility. Right. Um, you know, the way I like to look at it is, uh, have you ever registered a domain name online and then mm-hmm. like a year later, you get a letter from this company you've never heard of? And this company's like, hey! Your domain name's about to expire. You should renew. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it wasn't the company with which you originally signed up for the domain name. It's like there are these uh, predatory almost companies out there that are trying to capitalize on people's ignorance surrounding uh, how the domain name service works and, and signing up for it. Because a lot of people will want a website but not really – understand what they're doing when they go to sign up for it. Or maybe they'll have someone else sign up for the domain name. And so they don't even know. They don't know where they got their domain name. They just know they've got it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this other company comes in and says, hey, it's time to renew, which, you know, I suppose that's a nice service. But the problem is they're charging you like three, four times more than the company you probably originally bought the domain name through. It's like when I get those in the mail, I consider it junk. I don't want this. This is from some company I've never heard of, and I'm not interested in their service. I'm pretty happy with uh, the company I went with. So no thanks. Tear that up. Throw it away. And that company's not going to send a criminal gang after me uh, to force me to buy their services. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to maybe trick me into buying their services, but uh, they're not going to force me to. And that's what the government people do. And I think that if more people treated their mail as though it was junk mail, then we'd have a whole different uh, paradigm in this country. But instead, <laughs> they uh, keep post offices open till midnight so people can file their, write their checks and uh, send them in. I was just writing something about my trial, and uh, see, there I go, my trial. Yeah. It's not my trial. It's the state's trial against me. And so right. it's easier when I type something because I'm like, well, oh, that doesn't look right. It, you know, It's not mine it's It's tricky you know to uh to watch your language because we've we've all been indoctrinated and inculcated with this this kind of collectivist terminology and this pro-state uh wordsmithing if you Mm -hmm. will uh that is really detrimental because it's a certain way of thinking uh that if they've got you thinking in their terms if they've got you thinking within their uh perspective then you're safely in the box to some extent and that if you can think if you can change how you think and change how you speak then you're working on changing how you are, right? And then if we change how we are and we start living into the future that we want and, and being the change we wish to see in the world, then maybe we'll have a chance of seeing it sometime in our lifetime. 
I agree, and I would say that's probably the biggest complaint by uh, law enforcement and uh, people in, in government. They don't like the language of uh, some of the people that uh, live in Keene. They won't call it an arrest. They'll call it a kidnapping. Or, they don't like it caging, for right. instance. They, yeah, the judge mentioned that to you during your trial. Um, but anyway, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, it's, it's all good. Thank you for asking about uh, my <laughs> Thank you for asking about the state's trial against me yesterday. <laughs> so I was arrested in September just to get the listeners up to speed. And uh, because I had the audacity to have a camera uh, the size of my thumb clipped to my belt. So uh, well, I w- wait a minute. Who do you think you are? The free press? Right. Despite the uh, state having two cameras in there, which was going to be shown to the jury about how um, they pushed me against a wall. They grabbed for my camera, they handcuffed me, and then um, they dragged me by those handcuffs across the room to an elevator. We went down one flight of stairs, and then there were members of the uh, sheriff's department that uh, four of them picked me up, put me in a cage. Uh, One of them, uh, accidentally or on purpose, I don't know, uh, kicked me in the ribs. Uh, They left me there until the uh, end of the day, uh, where they said that the... I didn't... Once um, I was handcuffed, I uh, dropped it like it was hot. I I uh, sat down, and so for the rest of the day until I got the, to the corrections facility, I uh, didn't stand up for them. Mm. They asked me at one point um, while I was uh, in the basement of the uh, the court and where the sheriff's deputies are. Uh, it's they, an ugly place. They uh, they told me to stand up and see the judge, and uh, I thought they would uh, bring a wheelchair to cart me up there, but mm-hmm. they uh, didn't do that. They dragged you. Well, no. Uh, they ended up taking me to the corrections facility where I spent mm. the entire weekend. Right. So that's why I was in a cage for three days. Uh, while I was at the corrections facility, they uh, 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 another man uh, examined my naked body, and uh, they did the whole body cavity search. Oh, yeah. Which is not, <laughs> I did which that is, plenty of times when well, I was in not, there. It's not fun to uh, to talk about. It's actually embarrassing, but there was a recent Supreme Court decision uh, where a majority of the Supreme Court justices said, that's A-OK activity. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's A-OK. I mean, I just wanted to have a camera, which I normally do. I normally have multiple cameras on me. I wanted to keep a camera on me when I went to a, a courthouse. Well, you know, I can understand why somebody operating a facility in which, in theory, violent people should be caged would uh, be searching people for things that they shouldn't have, like a knife or something like that, right? But uh, that facility is full of nonviolent people. It's full of people who've never harmed another human being. I mean, if you were actually being put into a facility like that because you had harmed someone, I wouldn't feel bad for them strip-searching you. But uh, in in this case, yeah, it's not right. You didn't hurt anybody. You shouldn't be there in the first place. In fact, probably 60 to 80% of that jail should be released right you know, today. And and I'm speaking of any jail. Your jail, wherever you are, is probably full of people who have never harmed another human being. They're in there for things like drug possession, driving while license suspended, all kinds of nonsensical things. Violation of probation, meaning that they didn't show up to some meeting on time or they didn't uh, pee clean in a drug test. It's mm-hmm. just it's filled almost to the brim with those people. Well, I was prepared to go in there. You spent some time at the uh, uh Cheshire County Corrections Facility. I saw you when you came in, actually. Oh, that's right. Actually, um, yeah, part of the story is uh, the reason I was trying to uh, film that morning, I had just got back from Connecticut. You had a habeas corpus hearing, uh, Ian, and uh, nobody was planning to film. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try to film, um, even though they demanded two days notice. I went in as soon as they opened. 
um, went through the security gauntlet, was going to try to fill out some paperwork so I could uh, film in there. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to see me in the courthouse. You saw me as you were walking by. I saw you in the basement <laughs> yeah. of the courthouse right. when you were in the uh, the holding cells mm-hmm. because it was like a big day for me because I got out of jail and uh, you know I got to leave the jail and go for a little car ride to go to court uh, to appear for this habeas corpus mm-hmm. hearing, which I knew was just going to be a, a you know a joke. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to get anything out of it except for you know an hour or so or two out of being out of the jail so that was kind of the nice it was a nice day for me until i saw you sitting in the uh, the basement and i was i was pretty upset uh, yeah well I, I didn't care for it at all either um but i was describing like the punishment because even though the state dropped the charges I'm, i still haven't been made whole they still actually have my camera uh, and, and sd card so they did not want to touch this um Brad Jardis did a great job uh, defending me. He's our co-host on Monday night. It was, was on, on last, last night, night also, and uh, he uh, brought up some very relevant questions because um, listeners probably have heard this. So briefly, I'll just say that the reason that the court order was in effect um, tightening restrictions in Cheshire County and only Cheshire County um, was because of uh, Judge Burke giving an illegal order to a bailiff. Uh, which resulted in the arrest of Adamo Freeman, who was also on last night. So, a corrupt order, and he lied about it, too. I mean, On video. Yeah, it's all caught on video. Mm-hmm. We'll come back with more of the, the story here and uh, what happened and why it ended up being dismissed at the last moment. It's really an interesting part of this story. So, uh, that's all on the way. Your calls as well. If you've got a question, uh, Jason's going to be here with, all, uh, with us all night. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Tally. Once again, 855-450-3733. And uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies, that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. You'll get all kinds of interesting stuff in your email box. That's FreedomsPhoenix.com. 855-450-FREE once again is uh, the toll-free number here. We will, of course, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. That's the point of the program. But also uh, one of the things that we do on this show um, here and there is to report on some of the things that we're experiencing personally. Uh, And when I say that, I mean that uh, the Free Talk Live, people that you hear on Free Talk Live aren't just – your average talk show host. Uh, We're actually people that are also activists at the same time because I feel like a lot of talk show hosts, well, they just talk and they don't really do They don't really get out and do much more besides come host their show every single day. 
And uh, we're actually out there doing activism. We're out there, uh, you know, in the streets in, uh, in, in many cases and or in the courts in some cases, as we we're discussing here with uh, with your situation, Jason, where the people that are running the so-called Cheshire Superior Court in the Keene, New Hampshire area have basically been doing all kinds of questionable scummy things and not just that court but also the other court the district court as well and you just begun telling us about how what led to your arrest for having a video camera in the courthouse was that somebody else that we know a friend of ours a demo freeman from copblock.org was arrested at the district courthouse on completely made up uh charges the charge was improper influence and it's a felony and he was put in jail for a couple of days because of this before they dropped the charge which of course they had to do because the entire incident was caught on video mm-hmm. and so you were you're getting to relate to how your case fit into that well right because they tightened restrictions um as a result of that they talked um that judges made this decision to uh, to ban cameras like that would uh, solve the problem well um before that, you were able to walk in with your cell phone camera or whatever else. And uh, during my trial, I actually walked in with uh, every single camera that I own, five I of them. <laughs> and then um, Steve, another activist here, he walked in with a, a, a camera almost identical to the one I was arrested with. And uh, he was able to bring it through, although he was warned, like, you better not turn that on. You have to have judge's permission to turn that on. Um, so, um, so they're still... They've loosened their restrictions somewhat. I think this is, you know, they just are completely arbitrary with how they do things. There's no actual set of rules for these people to follow. I mean, you'd think they should follow the Constitution where freedom of speech, freedom of the press is supposed to be respected. Um, Or in the New Hampshire Constitution's case, it says in Article 22 that the freedom of the press should be involubly preserved, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, it's involuble. You cannot violate it. Right. (laughs) Uh, But they do all the time. And so it was around this time when you were arrested is when they had some pretty severe camera restrictions in place that have been somewhat loosened in that you could not even get through the security checkpoint with a camera at the time that you were arrested. They were confiscating even cell phones from people that were going into the courthouse. How Well, um, one thing we were going to show the jury yesterday was video of all these people walking through the security checkpoint, uh, not even being screened. So maybe they were known to the bailiffs, maybe they were employees there or or buddies, I don't know, but they certainly were treating people as two classes of people. Sure. Um, and they were allowing members of the Bar Association uh, to go in with their equipment. But me, a member of the free press who um, needs a camera to do my job, uh, you know, they thought it would be okay to steal that from me and lock me away, take me away from my friends for three days. And violently uh, at that. Mm -hmm. And it was really outrageous, the whole thing. And it was caught on video, of course, because like you pointed out, they have their own cameras in this area of the court. So you were able to, because of the criminal charges against you, to get that video. Because, by the way, you can't get video out of these people unless you're facing criminal charges by them. I've tried to get video from that very same courthouse, and they just refuse to release it. Freedom of Information Act, be damned. Uh, and so, you know, it's been just this odyssey for you, I think, uh, because legal land is like that. It's just such a confusing place. It's an outrageous, arbitrary place where they hurt peaceful people on a regular basis without apology. Have you gotten an apology from them? I haven't even got my camera back. Uh, yeah, right. And have you talked to them about that? I mean, is there an idea as to what the timetable is? Because it's already been how many months? It was, what, uh, September. September when this happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... What's that, seven months, eight months now? I would hope that they're going to do the right thing and, uh, you know, 
send me my camera or, or do something, uh, but it's the government, so they're probably going to want me to fill out paperwork and initiate something to right. get my own property back. And what about the days that you spent in the jail cell? Because, again, all the charges were dropped right before the trial started. They, mm-hmm. they hadn't even brought the jury in yet. Right. You're hearing pretrial uh, motions or whatever. And, and by the way, I couldn't go in there because I'm banned from this, <laughs> this courthouse forever. Uh, but I was outside uh, holding signs up so the jury could see them out front. Uh, they they just dismissed the charges right uh, right before trial, and how they went about doing that was absolutely fascinating. Well, I'm fortunate because I had a tremendous amount of support. You mentioned that you were holding a sign, I believe it read um, two years for a camera question mark, yep. which is what I was facing. There were uh, at least a couple of dozen people uh, out there that morning, probably more. I was there shaking hands. I was so glad to see everybody there to support. Yeah, the, people came from all over the state, yeah. all, of, all across New Hampshire. And then uh, the courtroom, the bailiff had to uh, kick people out because uh, they were at capacity. Uh, so that made me feel great. And just the support I got from Brad Jardis again, uh, who you know did a lot of research. Uh, you know, he got some help from uh, some like a Yale law professor and some other people who really took interest in this case. But it was great to see. So. Um, I kept getting plea deal, plea deal offers, uh, plea offers. Of course. Um, as we were getting closer and closer to trial, and I tried to make it clear that I was not going to take any uh, plea offer, mm-hmm. but uh, they kept issuing them because they did not want to go to trial. It uh, it was pretty clear, and so you know they. I went to a jury selection. Uh, the jury was, I guess they. You saw them. I guess they arrived. Right? They were in the building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so they had to be um, there before eight forty-five. Uh, John Webb, the prosecutor for Cheshire County, he uh, says, "Judge, we got this issue. I didn't uh, file this piece of paper like I'm supposed to," and um, the judge uh, then Brad is like, "Okay, motion to dismiss." Uh, the state objected to that, uh, said that there, we, this could be a Class B uh, misdemeanor instead. Which would mean you wouldn't get a jury trial. No jury trial and no jail time at all. So um, Not true. That means there's no jail time oh, in the sentence right, itself. They can still hit you with a fine. If you don't pay that, then in New Hampshire you can sit it out for 50 bucks a day in jail. Correct. Thank you. Um, and so, and Which is what I would have done. I wouldn't right. have paid the state uh, any money. But uh, so – I kept getting these uh, plea deal offers, and we wouldn't accept them. And so, uh, and they were, you know, pretty good, considering I was facing two years. So um, this paperwork error uh, got the judge to uh, force the state to dismiss these charges. It's amazing. I was still eating breakfast by the time I got that news. It was like in and out, pretty much. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's certainly more to tell about this experience. There was an actual film crew there uh, that was recording this whole thing, and the bailiffs, as as I understand, at least one bailiff attempted to accost them. Well, one bailiff forced them to delete video. We'll come back with more on that. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.
This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves here toll-free at 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Tally. All right, so you can join us on the phones. Also, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you can control the content of the website. When you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share it with the rest of our listeners, you can do that simply by submitting it as show prep. And then other listeners can vote, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. It's simple, and it's free. So you can go over there and get interactive. Freetalklive.com. Plus, if you like the fact that the site is free, well, you know, keep in mind, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't cost us zero to run the site. We do have to pay money to operate this thing. And, of course, we've got a great technical team behind the scenes, and we've got to pay them, too. So if you want, you can always throw something in the Bitcoin tip jar. Uh, if you've got Bitcoins, you can spend some over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, then take some time out of your schedule, maybe you know, five, ten minutes, go to weusecoins.org and learn more about the Bitcoin. It's something that could really change the way and maybe is changing uh, the way people think about currency and uh, what they can expect from it because the Bitcoin is completely decentralized. There's no government that issues it. There's no corporation that is behind it. It's an open source uh, movement and it's an open source currency. It can be used anonymously and anywhere in the world without needing the permission of anybody. So go to weusecoins.org and learn more about it. And then thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have your Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your Bitcoins with cash over at bitinstant.com. So we've been talking uh, with uh, Jason Talley from Talley.tv, and thanks for joining me here tonight. Oh, my pleasure. We continue to have uh, wonderful people fill in as our very own Derek J is currently on house arrest, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a whole other matter, but we're, we're focused on uh, what's going on with uh, with the case that the, the state forced against you uh, recently, where you were found... Not not guilty, but they dismissed the charges right at the like literally at the last minute, which is not uncommon for the people calling themselves the state. Uh, it's very typical for them to bring a bunch of charges against somebody. In this case, you were facing three initially, and then they brought it down to two. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the trial, the morning of the trial, they threw the rest of them out. Right. They uh, thought I was in contempt of court, so uh, but they, that was the first charge that they dropped. But then uh, there was a disorderly conduct charge, and uh, when, you say, when you say they thought arrest. you were in contempt of court, meaning for having the video camera, right. ostensibly in violation of some man in a robe's order, that's what they were originally supposedly arresting you for. These bailiffs, uh, yeah, think they have the power to uh, say somebody's in contempt of court. So, um, so they dropped that charge. That took like six months potential off The charge my that originally created the arrest was dropped, but yet they continued to move forward with yeah. disorderly conduct and resisting right. arrest. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to make clear. Just because that these charges have been dropped, and they could bring them back, but um, I have like already been punished uh, throughout. And so how do you get justice in, uh, in a world where the state claims a monopoly on it? I guess someone would say you could sue them in their own court system. Mm. Well, you know, the thing with that is the uh, Glick decision, I believe that was like 170000 that they yes. settled for with the city of Boston. And that was a uh, man in a uh, public space, and he was recording cops. Um, so it's a little bit different. I was in a government building. and uh, Also my, a my, public space. My camera wasn't even on, actually, um, and but I was dealt with and arrested by 
uh, law enforcement, people that work for the sheriff's department. Right. And you're not a lawyer. Simon Glick in the Glick case happened mm-hmm. to be a lawyer. Right. And so, you know, he's in his own territory there in that case. And you're all by yourself. Luckily, as you said, you had uh, Brad Jardis, who is our Monday night co-host, former law enforcement officer, who's kind of like a, a court geek, if you will. He loves reading the law and he's really into that stuff. He loves filing motions and he's into that. He has, yeah, that. he has a photographic memory and uh, he's into the law, like you said. Right. Uh, so... But it can be frustrating if you're going it alone. It can be really difficult. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to do this countersuit thing that people are telling you. I know that they always tell me that. They're always like, Ian, you've got a great case. You should sue. And I don't know about you, but I just don't like fee- I don't like being in the courts. I don't like being there at all. I don't like the idea of using their system if I have, you know, in any way, shape or form. Uh, but, you know, I think on the other hand, some people do make persuasive arguments like, well, you're forced into their system, so why not uh, use it if it's possible to get some sort of windfall, uh, I guess, damages out well, of it? The most per- persuasive argument that I've uh, discovered is recently, and that is because there was the decision reached by the first district court, um, I believe it was like a couple months before my case um, uh, in September, the what I was arrested for, that uh, made it clear that it is First Amendment protected activity, and law enforcement should know that, that if you're in a public space, then people are going to be recording you. Um, so that's that was made clear, but then the Attorney General of the State of New Hampshire uh, didn't send out a press release until after the $170,000 decision was made. So mm-hmm. people really respond to money. Right. And so the New Hampshire Attorney General made it clear to all law enforcement officers hopefully including the bailiffs in the Cheshire County Superior Court, um, that, you know, filming is protected activity. Um, But he didn't, like I said, he didn't do that after the decision was made. So maybe you do have to sue and get big headlines and big awards before people take action. I don't know. It sure seems like it because all I, in my observation of having seen plenty of cases of people having their rights just trampled upon, uh, these government guys ignore what the courts say you know look at carlos miller for instance who came up and visit us uh visit us here in Keene from miami the internationally renowned photojournalist who runs the photography is not a crime blog uh you know he he came up here he was absolutely you know harassed by the the bureaucrats here for for no reason whatsoever and uh unless you make a big stink out of it they just keep doing whatever they want to so it doesn't matter carlos miller tells them in his video where he's being harassed about the glick decision they've been told before Mm -hmm. about the glick decision and this was just you know a month and a half two months ago when this happened they threatened him with arrest if he didn't leave the building with his uh his video camera it's the same old stuff happening again and uh you know and this is this is after this decision has uh, has been made they know what it's all about they just don't care because they know that there's ultimately a very little chance that they're ever going to be held liable for their actions mm-hmm. yeah I, I mentioned this on freaking tv last night i mean it's the, the reporting i've done there i mean there's a, l- a lot of corruption especially with the judge burke decision but because of the way that uh, my case was thrown out I mean, they're not filing the right paperwork i mean they seem in- incompetent so i if i was a taxpayer which i'm not i mean i try not to uh, i would have no faith in these people at all well, this brings me to another point about what exactly happened when they threw this out. Something I misunderstood when I heard, first heard the story about what, what went on. Because, again, I had to hear it third hand. I wasn't actually in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that, that I misunderstood was that I thought Brad 
had brought up an objection and, and motion to dismiss because Brad realized that that paperwork hadn't been filed. So it is some sort of state statute that says that the prosecutor in New Hampshire has to file a piece of paper that says he intends to press charges on a felony matter or a Class A misdemeanor. And that's what they've done in my case. I've seen that piece of paper before. But apparently they didn't do in your case. And I thought that Brad had noticed that and that he had motioned to dismiss. No, no. It was actually John Webb, the prosecutor, who took that initiative to speak up when he presumably could have remained silent about it and just gone on with trial. He actually makes a point of bringing it up prior to the trial starting, almost as it seems to com- to throw the trial to, on purpose, trash the trial when he could have gone on. Like, what would have stopped him from going on? Would he have been held liable after that point had uh, for, for violating that particular statute? Had he not opened his mouth and Brad had caught him later? I mean, it seems like had he wanted to go, with, go on with the trial, he totally could have. He made the choice to throw that trial. It is possible that uh, he forgot to file that paperwork mm-hmm. because he, well, he files that paperwork in all of these different cases. Like you said, you've seen it. Yep. Uh, he, it's part of his job. I mean, Correct. And he does it all the time. However, in my case, he forgot to do it, which seems suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it was very convenient for him because he kept offering me plea deal after plea deal, wouldn't take it, and he just didn't want it. Well, I'm speculating, but I don't think he wanted to go to trial. I don't think a lot of these guys want to go to trial. They're not used to having to go to trial. We've been making them have to go to trial over the last year several times. 855-450-FREE. That has to do with not taking a plea deal, and we should touch on that here in a moment. 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring in what you want. It's 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features there we give away. And you can enjoy all kinds of stuff, including archives going all the way back to late 2006 at freetalklive.com. So head over there and enjoy that. And if you like the fact that we give everything to you on the website, then you can support the show, if you'd like, by going to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live to more ears around the world. That's promote.freetalklive.com. Jason Talley is here with us from Talley.tv. Uh, it's a great uh, blog site where you can go and get a window into the world of uh, some of the activism that is going on up here in the, the Shire. Uh, people who have moved to the place commonly known as New Hampshire in search of more freedom. Uh, Jason Talley, you are uh, somebody who is on the ground reporting on the scene uh, from what a number of these people are doing, including yourself, uh, as you've been just recently let off the hook from some criminal charges that uh, had been hanging over your head for the last several months. I want to continue to dig into uh, what went on with your case, talk about plea deals and things like that uh, here in a moment. also want to talk to Dave in Keene, who's on the line. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Talley. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, David. I was going to ask, um, was it ever tempting or a temptation to take any plea deals? No, because I knew that if I had to uh, go to the correctional facility, 
um, I would be able to meet a lot of interesting people and uh, be able to report on that. I'm curious what the state of New Hampshire does to people that they put in uh, cages. They're they're still building them. They're building one in Berlin. Um, the corrections facility in Cheshire County is a new one. In Grafton County, they're building them. And unfortunately, they keep putting peaceful people in those cages, uh, some also violent people. Um so I just I'm curious, you know, what the state of New Hampshire does to folks when they're in their custody. So. Well, I, I think that I, I'd like to answer the question as well. I would say, yeah, of course, it's tempting. Uh, that's the purpose of the plea deal. It's to tempt you. And it is always, you know, you're looking at like in my situation where I've been arrested for trespassing at the very same court you were arrested for having a video camera. I was simply arrested for going in trying to do business. I didn't have a camera uh, necessarily. Like I said, I had my cell phone with me, but this was the time they're letting people in with cell phones again. So I'm walking in trying to uh, just simply go and do some business at the probate court with a couple of other activists to back me up. And this was on the same day that I was talking about Carlos Miller being accosted by the police in this particular building as well. Moments thereafter, uh, I was arrested for trespassing. And the reason why I had a no trespassing order against me was because we were in their parking lot during the holiday season singing songs and recording their, the bureaucrats as they were going to work while wishing them a Merry Christmas and asking them some questions about why they dragged you out of the courthouse uh, in handcuffs. So it's just like one absurdity leading to another absurdity leading to another absurdity. And the more you refuse their processes and the more you publicize them, the more ludicrous they, be, they, they, they appear to act. I mean, it's just it's incredible what these people will do on video camera so- and then officially on the record. Something I wanted to say also, the reason that they feel that they're able to do this is because in the judiciary, judges can write their own laws. So they can write whatever they want. And they can waive the rules of the court at any time as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes, Dave, the, uh, the plea deal absolutely is a temptation. I mean, I'm looking at uh, – I was looking at 21 months, uh, a, a year for the misdemeanor uh, charge of being in the courthouse and trespassing when I was supposed to be there on legitimate business. And I'd actually tried to talk to the sheriff about coming to the courthouse, but he wouldn't return my contacts. So what was I supposed to do? Um, and so the so it was 12 months there, and then another nine months has been hanging over my head on the last time I was in jail. I got out early on that and had a suspended sentence of nine months. So if I'm convicted of that misdemeanor, then John Webb, the prosecutor, can bring back those nine months on me. And so I was looking at 21 months uh, there. And so when they come around with a plea deal saying, oh, you can plead to a violation level, it'll be a fine, and uh, you know, 200 something dollar fine, and then we'll uh, suspend the rest of the fine, and then that'll be that. And that's a very tempting offer, right? And and what I had to say to this prosecutor was, look, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna plead guilty to something that I I don't believe I did wrong. And that's really frustrating to them because they're used to people doing that all the time. I'm a kid from the '80s, so I remember this uh, line from uh, President Ronald Reagan where he said that he didn't negotiate with terrorists. And exactly. I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. And also, the statement of uh, it makes a statement the plea, offering of plea deals. It, it's a statement to, that they don't want to go anywhere. As you guys have already mentioned, they don't right. want to go anywhere. It could also speak to the weakness of their case, obviously. But it, but they do make you sweat it right down to the wire. They and, sure and, do. And paid, That's how they play their game, for Jason. Right. And once you learn the game, you know exactly what they're up to. You know that how they're going to play it. And it's almost every time when they will take you right up to the morning of trial before drop the charges. Have a nice day. And of course, they got paid to be there that day. You were not paid to be there. In fact, as you pointed out, David, you're sweating it out. I mean, I, I I had a trial today. 
and uh, was scheduled today. I can talk more about that here in a moment. But you know, I was doing last minute prep. I was pulling videos and getting all my stuff printed out. And this is a time consuming thing. I'd mm-hmm. rather be working on my business. I'd rather be doing something productive or uh, or some something else. You know, something leisurely than preparing for court. I'd rather be doing almost anything than uh, than preparing for court. Uh, you know, except for maybe having my body torn apart or something actually pain physically painful happening to me. Um, but you know, they, they they put you through this ringer. And it's an emotional factor as well because your mind is distracted by thinking about court and what to do. And, and then all of a sudden it's just, oh, okay, dropping the charges. They're, they go on with their day. They go, they have lunch and, uh, you know, they move on to their next case and they're still getting a paycheck. And now finally, you know, you're in the clear at this moment. But for the last, how many months has it been? Seven, eight months for Jason mm-hmm. Talley. He's been living with this, uh, with bail conditions. Right, and I've tried to uh, apply for different jobs, but you know, I want to be honest with the uh, potential employer by telling them, you know, I might have to go into a cage in April, and that doesn't really that doesn't go over get well. you hired. David, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? No, that's all right. I'll just listen. Thanks. Thanks a lot. for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But the plea deal is a tempting thing to do. In fact, I know that uh, Derek J is heavily considering. Uh, a plea offer right now, and I, you know, I don't ever blame somebody. I, I never feel bad at somebody for taking a, a plea deal. People have to do what's right for them in their lifetime, and whatever is the most efficient thing. I just, uh, I like to encourage people to not take the plea deal. And of course, if I'm going to encourage people to not take the plea deal, then I better not take the the plea deal, right? So I don't take the plea deal. Not to say that it would be wrong too, you know, like if something did come up and it was really scary. I know Derek's facing a lot of time for a whole bunch of charges that I think he piled up maybe without realizing what the the consequences could completely be. I can't speak for him. That's just my speculation. And that can be a really scary situation, which is, of course, why the plea deal is so tempting, because they always hit you with multiple charges. Whether or not they're actually going to find you guilty on those charges is another question. But there are some charges where it seems like they can't miss, like these catch-all charges, like the disorderly conduct or contempt of court, these charges that are so nebulous and it's so easy for them to get a, a, con- a conviction on, rest- resisting arrest, uh, these charges. So inevitably, somebody's going to get convicted, somebody's going to go to jail on the plea deal, you might go to jail, you might not, depends on your criminal record, depends on a variety of different factors. But ultimately, if people stop taking the plea, then the system fails. Mm-hmm, exactly. They can't afford to prosecute everybody. It's a bargain for them to have people take these plea deals. So they spent, Brad estimates that they spent um, 10000 tens of thousands of dollars on my case alone. And they would have had to spend, what, $80 a day, just all, thousands of dollars just to incarcerate me. It, but yep. they don't care. It's not their money. And of the poor jury as well, by the way, worth mentioning them. Uh, they were called in and drafted because that's what a jury selection is. It's a little miniature draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this you, was on Friday that all these people had to stop what they're doing, show up because they were ordered to by the court. Friday? I mean Monday? Uh, sorry, yes, Monday, Monday. right. So No, uh, no, no it's Friday. That was selection, and then Monday was the trial, so they had to show up twice. Fr- jury selection was Friday? I thought that was a Monday. Or sorry, it might have been a week, right? It all blends yeah. together. I totally understand. <laughs> but yeah, they did. They did jury selection, so these people had to take a day off of work and go to jury selection, mm-hmm. where they were chosen, and then the you know remaining thirteen or fourteen uh, that are chosen, because there's always at least one or two alternates in a jury. Then the, those fourteen people had to take another day off on Monday, yesterday, to uh, to to attend this trial. And I mean, I guess it's good that they didn't have to stay for a trial all day, but they still probably threw all their plans out of whack because most people have something to do on Monday morning. And uh, these people were forced to be in court. So 
they weren't ever able to even give you the chance to save you from these charges. Uh, they weren't able to ever hear the case that they were called for. They were they just had their time completely yeah, wasted. Just uh, sequestered in some room uh, behind um, in the courthouse and right. then were released. I wonder if they got their 15 bucks since they weren't there the whole day. Well, they deserve more than that, I tell you. Are you planning on doing any outreach to uh, the jurors in, in your case? Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I would have to um, get their information. I need to get all the court paperwork and stuff. It's completely forbidden within 30 days in New Hampshire to contact the jury, but after that, it is legal for you to reach out to them. Uh, 855-450-FREE. I mean, I would thank them for being there and apologize that uh, you know the, the court is so crappy at, at what they're doing right. to people and kind of maybe outline some of the principles involved. They weren't probably told. More coming up here. Hour number two is on the way. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Pork Fest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. You may take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that await you there. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the site. So if you see something online that you think is interesting, you can just submit it as show prep. And then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. You get to vote on things as well. And the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. And, of course, we've got all kinds of uh, – yeah, there's always news items and things like that on the table to discuss. Uh, but uh, there are also things happening that I think are pretty critical to uh, report based on the movement uh, for liberty because – Darn it, freedom's important, at least I think so, and that's why I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to get together with other like-minded people who love the ideas of liberty so much that they're willing to do more than just talk about it. They're willing to get active, and we saw some of that activity today with the form of tax day outreach or protests or whatever you'd like to call it. It could be considered both. And uh, it was happening all day long, I think from probably about noontime to around uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon. I managed to get out there for a couple hours of it. And it was nice uh, nice to have it happen, too, because I, I feel like maybe it had been a couple of years since it had happened uh, here in Keene. And uh, something I used to do uh, back down in Florida, I'd go out and, and spend the entire day with a honk if you hate taxes sign out uh, and stand by the side of the road out by the, the main post office in Sarasota, Florida. 
which is where I lived at the time. And Jason Talley is here with us from Talley.tv tonight. You're also a Florida uh, native, as am I, not from the same area in Florida, but that's where you're from. That's true. Yeah, the Gulf Coast. Did you ever do any uh, tax day uh, activities uh, down south? No, I didn't. I was more in the system when I was in Florida. Well, I, th- I consider in, in the system to be, you know, a pro- I mean, pro- protesting the system is kind of an inside the system thing, isn't it? I guess I should have said, uh, like, I was into electoral politics. Gotcha. So I was doing that stuff, and I, I like doing, you know, I like holding a sign on the side of the road and waving at people. I don't have a problem doing that. I'm pretty practiced at it. Uh, so I did that today uh, for a couple of hours. I didn't see you out there, but I guess you came out after I had already left. I was there from about noon to two today in uh, in Keene, and there were a number of people out at this particular tax day event, uh, not just uh, liberty-minded people, uh, but also people who have their own frustrations with the federal government. Maybe they haven't quite come to the conclusion that taxing and force, the force that's behind taxes, is the problem. Uh, they have identified some things they don't like about government, and they were very vocal about that, uh, but these people also were interested in kind of having their own government, the kinds of people who want to, they've got a vision for what they think the government should be, and if you could just put them in charge, they'd fix everything. A lot of times they'll use the term good government, Mm. but all that means is the kind of government that they want to have. They're not willing to uh, stop using force against people. They're willing to uh, force people to do what they want to done. An example of that, the first two people that I spoke to, they were individuals who said that they were aligned with the occupation movement. Yep. It was an older woman. Um, she actually told me about uh, going to jail because she wouldn't go into a free speech zone. So she had a grievance with the state, even though she was a state rep for many years, like two decades. Hmm. Um, and then there was a guy. Both of them, by the way, were um, – they taught uh, civil resistance tactics, and they were very proud to, uh, to tell me about that. But the guy was telling me that um, – People should be able to ban smoking. And I'm like, well, what if it's private property? Not, and he didn't believe in like private property. Like everything is public. And I'm like, well, you know, what if you have a sign on the door that tells people that there is a smoking facility? Didn't want to hear that. Interesting. He, he thought the government certainly had a role to play in stopping people from smoking. And so we have to stop everyone from hurting ourselves or, or stop people from hurting themselves. Is that kind of his position? Well, he didn't want to uh, smell smoke. That's one thing that oh, he mentioned. But I'm like, well, then just don't go in the establishment. Anyway. I don't want to smell perfume either. Uh, can I also ban that while we're at it? I mean, can, why don't we just use force to create the perfect world for ourselves as though that's going to somehow work? That's essentially the vision of these people is they, they have things they don't like and they know that government is a tool that they can use to attempt to control those people from doing the things that, you know, stop them from doing the things they want to do that they don't like and uh, force them to do things that they don't want to do that they do like. And it's just awful. Right. When I walked up to this guy, he was carrying a sign that said government is force. And so I thought uh, that uh, it would be the interview would go in a completely different uh, direction. Wow. But uh, what I found out was he didn't bring his own sign. So uh. there, there were some uh, activists uh, from freekeen.com that had extra signs, and that was the least objectionable one. I don't know if uh, the activists were from Freekeen necessarily. I think the guy that created that particular event, uh, Daryl, is a brand new mover. He mm-hmm. is actually not a blogger at He's Freekeen not a blogger, right. at this time. I mean, maybe he will be in the future. Certainly, if he keeps doing great activism, uh, he would certainly be invited to uh, to be a blogger. But uh, technically, just an independent uh, liberty activist living in the Keene area. I think he may have moved as part of the Free State Project. Well, that's true. There were other people. Uh, like The people with the occupation were the two I was talking about. Then somebody else that comes to the weekly peace rallies in Keene, he was there with a, like a Stop War t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. 
But, man, you know, I thought uh, we might be on the same page because he was all about peace. But he was telling me, like, wouldn't it be great Ostensibly. If, if there was a, an academy like the military academies but dedicated to peace? Now, this, of course, would be funded through coercive taxation. Um, and then he was. So let's use force against everybody to teach them about peace. Right. And that's one thing I like to say. You know, we, we, wa- we the government wages home, uh, wages war at home and uh, abroad. And, you know, they tax people for these these wars, uh, for the welfare, warfare state. Um, but this guy didn't see any problem with that at all, as long as it was, as long as it was for good government, which is you know, things that he wanted. How, you know, these are this is a frustration, I think, for a lot of liberty minded people that uh, come up against these people who are genuine. I mean, they uh, they aren't they don't consider themselves to be bad people. Uh, they have a viewpoint for, you know, what they want to see happen. In the world, and they just their mechanism is uh, is incorrect. Like it's fine if you want people to quit smoking, persuade them. This right. is a conversation that I had uh, while I was there. And again, we were there at two different times, so maybe we, you and I, might have talked to some of the same people, and maybe not. Uh, but uh, I, I was being asked questions about my viewpoint because my <laughs> sign said there's a voluntary alternative. And so one guy asked me, well, what's the voluntary alternative? And so I went on to explain to him that, well, the idea is to have humans interact with one another on a consensual basis. And, of course, you know, inevitably the objections come up of, well, you know, what about da, 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 da? there are some people that just won't do what you want them to do. And, you know, the breakdown comes to where, to me, that's fine. It's OK. If, if I've got a good idea, people are going to come on board with it. People are going to support it. They're going to put hours into it. They're going to put money into it. They're going to put time into it, whatever. They're going to support it. Well, some people well, some people won't support things that are important. Okay. That doesn't mean that you get to force them to. Like, how we get from, how do we help those people see, you know, what they're missing there? By leading by example. And I think, yes, we can persuade people, but we can also, you know, work for these voluntary alternatives, the state does exist, but I'd love to see more competition. I don't believe the state exists. I think well, that individuals who will use force on others exist. They call themselves the state, uh, but you know they don't really exist. Well, there's buildings and vehicles. Those and are real. People that say that they work for the state and they truly believe it. So It's uh, like a religious kind of zeal, though. Really. Um, well, the state is a cult. I mean, yeah. just go into the courtroom and see a man in a robe and uh, all the paperwork that I received said they pray to the uh, the honorable court. It was right. It was well, more do you need? <laughs> but I would say um, start competing with this state, provide alternatives because states are going to fail. And uh, you can usually, count on that. Usually uh, states demand more power and people give it to them, especially in times of uh, crisis. But if there's a voluntary alternative like you were talking about, when people say, hey, what about all those agorists in the Shire? You know, they're not really being affected by this bad economy or or whatever. Uh, maybe they have it uh, going on. And so that's what's cool when you see uh, more and more liberty-minded people move here to the Shire, is I think that is possible. Absolutely. And, of course, not, to, not only do liberty-minded people, not only should they consider moving to the Shire, but some of them are actually already in the Shire and they don't realize it, meaning that they live in New Hampshire. Maybe they just haven't found the liberty movement yet. You had a lady run into you on the street today and thanked you for what you were saying on television the other night on Free Keen TV. Yeah, it was great. Completely random encounter. Mm -hmm. It's always nice when that happens. 855-450-FREE. Because you know everyone hates us in Keen. It's Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Invite you there to enjoy the various features that you'll find, including listening options. We've got broadband, mid-band, and narrowband streams, so different size streams for different internet connections over at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about the over 100 great radio stations that we're on, and those are across the country in AM and the FM band, plus XM. We're on two channels up on XM. You can find out more over at listen.freetalklive.com. And uh, you'll also learn about our other options, like uh, the the other satellite choice. We have the KU Band free-to-air channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance, plus our archives, the podcast, so many different ways for you to get Free Talk Live in your ears. And actually... I suppose I can drop a tease on this because the, the ball is slowly rolling. Uh, at some point, we're going to be doing an upgrade to the archives, which I think will make them a little more user-friendly. I can't say much more than that right now, though, because it hasn't actually happened yet. It's pretty exciting, though. I use the service. I told you about what it mm-hmm. was going to be, and it was actually uh, you were the one of the ones that turned me on to it. So we'll talk more about that as it gets closer, but hopefully we'll see some uh, some new archive changes that will make it easier to share uh, and comment on archives and uh, make them more fun and interactive. Uh, so 855-453, the toll-free number here. We're recounting some of the activism that's been going on. Of course, you know we're here in Keene, New Hampshire, which is uh, – a pretty busy hub of uh, of liberty activism. It's it's one of the uh, the destinations I think uh, for for folks that want to get active, and it is certainly a destination for people that want to see what's happening with the world of activism and see some things that you know they've never seen before. If if your idea of activism is writing the occasional letter to the editor to the newspaper and running a political campaign once every couple of years, you know there's a whole lot more to the uh, the activism world as we've seen here. It doesn't all have to involve risk. I mean, you don't. Not everybody has to put themselves in position of uh, bringing a video camera into a place where they're prohibited or standing in front of a police car or doing some sort of risky civil disobedience activism. But that's not to say those things aren't very fascinating to uh, to observe from the outside and learn from and uh, maybe modify for your own future use, in which case you can always go to freekeen.com to see the latest on what's happening here. You're one of the bloggers there, but you also blog, Jason, over at uh, tally.tv, T-A-L-L-E-Y.tv. And what's the, the point? What is the pitch on uh, tally.tv? Well, um, I'm concerned about uh, issues. I, I want to see more uh, liberty, more justice. Um and uh, you know, just general freedom. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I see friends of mine or members of the community victims of uh, state aggression, and I want to do what I can. So I like to pick up my uh, video camera or write a blog post, you know, about what's going on, and try to get more people exposed to what's happening. One of the more recent stories I covered was uh, Nurse Patricia Smith, mm-hmm. this uh, woman who was uh, uh, caught uh, growing uh, plants, uh, cannabis, right. in her own home. Uh, she's a nurse, so I'm going to trust her to make decisions about what she consumes more than some bureaucrats in New Hampshire or uh, or Washington D.C. And uh, it's just a tragic story. Uh, it's a really emotional story. That yeah. I recommend the Nurse Patricia videos. 
I moved to uh, New Hampshire to you know be more of an an agorist. I was going to kind of take a break from activism for a while, but then I uh, met this guy Bob Constantine, who uh, was uh, also in trouble. He's the one that turned me on to the uh, Nurse Patricia story. He was uh, growing uh, plants, uh, medicinal cannabis on his own property, and uh, it was his uh, neighbor, a guy flying the American flag, um, who is now on the run, allegedly for uh, raping uh, somebody that the state a real patriot. With. This is the uh, this is the uh, concerned citizen that uh, the state prosecutor worked with. The, the, the snitch, the informant, yep. uh, the person that they put on the stand mm-hmm. during Bob's trial. Mm-hmm. This guy is wanted for rape. Currently, and yeah. has a criminal record. Yeah. And so I guess he wanted to get in uh, good with the estate, maybe with his parole officer, and uh, told him something about uh, Bob. And wow. so, yeah, it was always referenced as the uh, the concerned citizen. So, uh, and also, um, I think it's important to make your own media, because if you read what uh, takes place um, in the uh, mainstream media in uh, New Hampshire and all over the place, a lot of times they just regurgitate what the state has to say, sure. especially uh, with police blotters. Um, they'll a lot of times just republish those and not really inquire um, some of the details that I'm interested in. So that kind of compels me to do uh, more investigations and uh, do my part for um, to create independent media here. Tally.tv is where folks can go, and uh, you can take a look at a lot of the, the great activism that you've covered. You were out shooting today at the Tax Day protest that we were discussing earlier, some of the conversations that we were having with some of the other people there that were protesting. It wasn't just the uh, the, true, the, you know, the liberty crowd. There were also uh, people from a variety of different uh, political perspectives out there, and I guess you interviewed a number of them on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're working on creating the, that video at this time, so people, people should stay tuned to Tally.tv, and I imagine you're going to cross-post at freekeen.com as well. Uh, when that when that video is available, but I, I like how you focused on making your own media, and it reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. One more thing about your trial uh, or their trial that they uh, they have for, for you yesterday forced you to attend. Uh, there was a film crew that had come out to record this. They've been documenting the Free State Project in a video production that they are entitling State of Liberty, and it will be, I believe, being released at the end of this month in a uh, some sort of a, I guess, premiere that will be happening at the, the local college, which is where they're from. So it's a group of Keene State College students that's doing a documentary that's focusing on the Free State Project, and of course, they're acknowledging that uh, Keene is a pretty important factor to all of that, and they happen to live here, so it made it pretty easy for them to get plugged into a lot of what was going on. They came out to film your trial. It wasn't the first time. It was not the first time they had accompanied you to court, and it certainly wasn't the first time they had to deal with this court security. Mm-hmm. Even when you're being your own media, it can feel safe. Like, hey, I'm just a member of the media. But really, in a lot of cases, being your own media is a very risky thing to do in this America today. Well, as I learned for my trial, and then you have a documentary film crew that is following me around to do their job, and they're told to turn off their camera. Right. And so uh, these guys got to experience, you know, uh, what I experienced, and they can totally relate to uh, what I went Minus through. Minus the getting dragged out in uh, handcuffs. They didn't get dragged out in handcuffs. Right, but they were a very brave crew, and I really yes. appreciate that. Cause, I mean, and they were accosted. Uh, by in, the the indeed. men with the the guns and the the, the handcuffs on uh, several uh, occasions, because like you said, they have been following my case. Fortunately, now from what I hear, uh, this last time I wasn't around. I was already outside, like thanking people that were there to support me. Um, but they were uh, in the rear, I suppose. And uh, bailiff Tebow, who works for the uh, sheriff's department in Cheshire County, uh, f- what they reported to me was that he demanded that they delete 
the video with him in it. Now, there was one point yesterday where during trial, uh, Tebow stood right in front of the camera and was telling the guy to sit down, telling the cameraman to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, he's going to be in the camera then. I mean, he's, he's getting right. right. So I think these guys like deleted like one uh, segment at the end. As I understand uh, from conversing with them about this, because I'd heard this as well. Again, I couldn't be there because I'm banned from the courthouse. But uh, as I understand it, they deleted a small segment of footage where the camera was recording pointing at the wall. So they actually apparently did not delete any of uh, of Bob Tebow's uh, footage. So hopefully they got all the footage of him coming up and threatening them and harassing them. It's like these people aren't learning anything. Well, why would they? I mean, they're not being held liable for the things that the, that they're doing. 855-453. And I don't exactly see lawyers jumping up and saying, hey, I want to help. I called the Simon Glick guy, the guy from the Glick case, mm-hmm. and he said he was aware of what was going on out here. Uh, but he didn't know anybody in New Hampshire who could assist. Mm. So yeah. I don't know what to do. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. The average person doesn't know how to navigate the you know, bureaucracy of the, the courts. And they're certainly not going to hold your hand. 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything you want, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you everything there on the house. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their website. Head on over to freetalklive.com. You can see the uh, Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it is Ian. And Tally. Tally's here from uh, courtesy of tally.tv. That's T-A-L-L-E-Y. Uh, TV, And we're both, by the way, here uh, for the, the the reasons of liberty. We've made the move uh, from our home um, bases, if you will, our uh, homes in, in Florida originally, but just by coincidence, the two of us. And uh, we made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a group of liberty-minded people that are focusing their activism efforts in one place because – well, it just seems like that's a good idea to bring people together who love these uh, these ideas and who are willing to do something about it and focus in uh, in one area. It seems to work. We've seen example after example of this, how numbers make a huge difference. And so the more people that we can get here, the better. And there's a really exciting opportunity for you to come up and see what this is all about. It's called the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, of course, any old time you come up to New Hampshire, if you let people know in the right places, you'll likely get folks to come out and meet you. You can go to the Free State Projects Forum at forum.freestateproject.org. You can also drop by the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. And uh, then you can post in there and let people know that you're coming to visit. And they'll meet up with you, and that's cool. I mean, it's good, it's good to meet people that are here. So you can come any old time. But if you come during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's 
way better because there are hundreds of people who have taken the week off from from work and you know whatever it is they have to do and they're coming up to Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire and spending a week of summer it's absolutely beautiful a week of summer there with hundreds of people who love the ideas of liberty it's a great event. It's a lot of fun from all kinds of perspectives, whether you've got a family and you're looking for family activities or you're you know, single or you're a couple, uh, you're young, you're old. There's so much to do. There's everything from, uh, from parties to you know, games for kids. It's so much fun. And there's, uh, it's just packed full. There's live music. There's uh, karaoke. There's going to be uh, the ranting competition thing that they have. They're, they're going to be roasting somebody. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be a blast. So go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Get registered there, uh, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. It's 30 bucks for the entire week. I mean, that's pretty cheap. Add on to that the cost of uh, you know whatever you have to pay to camp because it is a campground. And by the way, at this point, the motel is completely sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cabins are sold out. So pretty much all that's left is, I think, some RV space and some camp, uh, some actual campground space. So get your campsite locked in ASAP uh, so you can get on board for the Porcupine Freedom Festival of 2012. One thing uh, that you didn't mention was the free market that takes place there. So Thank you. Uh, if, if you want to uh, you know buy things or even sell things. If you have a service that you want to provide, it's a great place to do it. Uh, Things are uh, untaxed, unregulated uh, for the most part, and uh, it's great to see uh, agorism thrive uh, here in the Shire. And also, I just discovered uh, earlier, uh, silverunderground.com. I guess there's a promotion code if you put in silvercirclepf2012, a coupon code, it'll get you a $5 registration. One more time on that coupon code? Silver Circle PF2012. All is one word? Yep. Okay. So $5 registration, and it's only for today. It's uh, So, like, if it, you're hearing us live then yeah, uh, I would, on Tuesday night? I would secure your ticket. So uh, it's the April 17th Let's Protest Tax Slavery with Porkfest Discounts. Um, cool. And so that's a, that's a deal you can't beat. So even if you're thinking about going to Porkfest, I would lock that in. No doubt. One more time on the code? Silver, Silver Circle, Circle PF2012. And if you want to learn more, just go to silverunderground.com. Perfect. And that's presumably till midnight tonight. I would Eastern think so. Yeah. All right. So uh, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so, so so tax day, you mentioned that it's uh, it's tax day. We were out at a tax day uh, protest event talking with a variety of people. Didn't have any in- instances with the police. They, they drove by, they waved, so they didn't really seem to care uh, that we were there. And uh, didn't really have any, I guess, irate people. Uh, that I dealt with. I was there for a couple hours today, and uh, nobody was particularly irate with us or anything like that. Uh, got a lot of uh, honks and waves, and I I thought, you know, I at one time had the honk if you hate taxes sign, and I used to like that, but I don't like the term hate yeah, anymore. So I didn't want to have that uh, that sign anymore. It wasn't even actually there. No one made that uh, that particular sign for this event. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I actually used uh, Daryl had made some signs. One of the new one of the newest movers at the Keene area is uh, from San Antonio, and he's really jumped in with uh, with both feet, and it's it's always great to. To, to see that happen, uh, he'd he'd put the event together and uh, he made you know, had a sign making party for it, and he and some other folks, I believe, made signs for this particular event, and and then some people came out who hadn't made a sign, but they could just hold a sign. So when you're doing activism, uh, 
really what it takes to make it happen is somebody to start it, is somebody to make a decision on when and where mm-hmm. and what and you know to to do the groundwork of of asking people to get involved and to taking taking that initiative. Mm-hmm. That's really what it ultimately takes to create something because had Daryl not done those things – Maybe I wouldn't have done it. I, I maybe wouldn't have. Maybe I would have thought to myself, "Oh, I'm too busy. I've got this court thing because I had court this morning, or I expected to have court. It ended up being continued. My the the uh, the trespass case they're forcing on me. Uh, so you know, I had all these things going on. So I might not have thought to myself, "Well, I don't have enough time to put this together." But he did. He decided that he was willing to do that. If he hadn't done it, maybe no one else would have done it, and nothing would have happened mm-hmm. uh, at the the tax office today. So I, it I've, just took a little effort and a few bucks for some printing. I appreciate that when people are out there handing out materials, holding signs. I'm just not one to really do that. I would rather have a video camera and talk to people about yeah. you know why they're there. Uh, oh, you do a great job at it. You got to do what you're good at, right? Thanks. I was actually uh, just walking. You were talking about Keen and how much activism there is going on today. I was walking with Derek, who had to drop off some paperwork. He's mm-hmm. usually confined to, to uh, house arrest. He's on house arrest, but he can go to the court, right? Right. Okay. Well, if he gets permission. So he, oh, got, so he calls him first? Yes, certainly. <laughs> certainly. So, uh, yeah, he went, we went to the Superior Court, and then he was walking to the police station, and then, uh, yeah, we walked right by the uh, the tax protest. So, oh, perfect. So it was, it was a great, beautiful day here in Keene. It's been so warm. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to see the uh, the reception like you were talking about, and it was it, it did feel really good uh, for the woman. Uh, I guess she was a, a woman that went to college, and uh, she wanted to shake my hand because she saw me on Freaking TV um, talking wow. about my case. College students actually paying attention to the world that goes around them. Well, she was a young woman. I mean, I, I guess I'm assuming. But uh, young as in like early twenties. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, and just uh, wanted to stop what she was doing to uh, to thank me, you know, for uh, for uh, what what I did. But uh, right for what you did as far as your activism and standing up for rights of you know the free press, bringing a video camera into the courthouse, being arrested for it, and then having those charges dropped yesterday, right before the case went mm-hmm. to trial. You talked about it last night on Free Keen Deep. Freekeen TV, which folks can go to tv.freekeen.com, and I don't believe that episode has been posted yet, but it probably will be within the next 24 hours or so. Yeah, I would think so. Um, but it, all the other episodes have been posted there at Freekeen TV. It's a show that, again, activists created. One activist, JJ, who's our co-host on Thursday nights here, decided he wanted to go forward with this idea that I thought, well, you know, it's time had come, and uh, you know, I, I was right. There are enough people, there are enough activists here to support that program and you've got to have a good crew of people who are going to show up on a regular basis nobody's getting paid to do free keen tv and it's a lot of work putting together a tv show i mean you know how much work it is just to go out shoot with your video camera take that video back and edit a small package for release online then to take all of those elements and then do it all in a studio and set up lighting and all that extra pre-prep stuff I mean, with, with, with the way we shoot video, Jason, you and I just hit the streets with a camera, and there's not a whole lot of you know, pre-prep that goes on. But when you've got to do lighting and get all the positioning and run mic, mic cables and all that, there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Right. And that's why they have a, a good-sized team to handle all that. Sometimes, uh, occasionally, I'll run the cameras like if, uh, if somebody can't make it. But um, NSA uh, is a diverse crew. It's a lot of people that have lived in the Keene area uh, most of their lives. Working That's with important liberty activists, yeah. because people, a lot of people who are the haters of the liberty activists up here, uh, liberty activism movement, they will attack people because they're, you know, you're carpetbaggers or you're uh, flatlanders and you're coming up here and trying to change things. But a lot of the people that are involved in activism are locals and natives and people that have been here for a long time. 
Uh, and, of course, the haters don't want to pay attention to that. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll free line. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Of course, the show's not just about things that are happening to us, although some of the things that happen to us are pretty outrageous and I think need to be talked about. Uh, Jason Talley joining us here from Talley.tv. Good evening, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm super. 855-450-FREE. Although I'm a little disappointed, I wanted to go to court today. We can talk more about that here in a little bit. Let's talk first to James in Ohio. Uh, James actually in Kentucky in Ohio County. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I was wanting to know, why does the uh, 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 the judge always get like a... Uh, disappointed when you say you uh, you know you're under common law and uh, I don't know but a couple weeks ago I was in court and she just got up and left. Is this Jamie told you so? This is Jamie told you so. Hey, Jamie, it's been a while now. Uh, for those that don't know, Jamie is one of our longtime uh, callers, and sometimes people come and they go, and we don't hear from them for a while and. Uh, Jamie uh, is somebody that longtime listeners of the the show are familiar with. So your question is uh, is what again? I was in court, and I said I was uh, I'm here to uh, I'm under common law. And uh, what does that I mean? Was, you yeah. know, what does that mean? And, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't all nervous or anything. I had it all together. Well, what is it? What does it mean to you, I, I had Jamie? Papers and stuff. But I said something, and she just left. What is common law? Yeah, she said she Jamie, said she just There's a that's a question. What is that common law? What does that mean to you? What does that mean? It means freedom. You you're saying the judge left after you said this? Uh yeah, I'm under common law and uh, uh, uh and I waive all uh benefits. Now, what did she come back after she left? No, she t- uh, well she took a long recess, but I, I took the duty to just leave myself. And I told them if they bother me, what I've seen and stuff, I told them if they, uh, the police bothers me or anything when I left, I would sue them. Uh, using their own courts? Because, yeah, in their own courts. So Because I'm under common law. Not, when, did uh, this, when did this happen? Oh, I asked, their juri- I asked their jurisdiction. That's what got her all riled. Hold on, hold on, Jamie. When did this happen? Uh, a couple weeks ago. So they... Now, what were you going in there for in the first place? A traffic ticket. Traffic ticket. Okay, so you had taken a traffic ticket to court. You went in there, uttered some magic words. The yeah, judge I walks out. I stuff online before I went in there about common law and stuff. You're you're under like uh, uh like like the right to travel. I've been studying that too. Well, I you know my experience has been it's all a bunch of hokum and that uh, none of it actually does a damn thing. And you're saying you've actually had some sort of positive experience, so I have to ask you: uh, Do you have video of this experience? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take the video or did, nothing. No. What about audio? Do you have any audio? No. No. 
So this is know. one of the problems. I, I've seen on YouTube. That's where I, yeah, I also studied where they go in court and stuff. And this lady said she weighs her uh, uh, all benefits, and she's under common law, and uh, you have no jurisdiction. What's your jurisdiction? Mm, yeah, well, they, that, that doesn't work for me. I mean, maybe things are different there in uh, in Kentucky, but I've tried the the whole jurisdiction questioning thing, and uh, basically, well, it's supposed to be everywhere. Well, I'm sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't do that. The law of the land, Jamie. No, it's not. It's just words on paper, and it's men uh, wearing robes and men in costumes who basically do whatever they want, and they use the those words on paper to justify it, or they well, just... I don't know what you're doing, but it worked for me. Well, Jamie, here's what I'd like you to do. Go ahead and get yourself another traffic ticket, and uh, get, bring a camera into court with you, and or audio recording device. I'm not just going to get my... I don't even have to have a license if I don't want to. Well, great. So then in that case, you don't have to get a license. No, I've got can, a right to travel. It's right in the Constitution. I think that you do have a right to travel. I completely agree that you do. Unfortunately, the men in costumes uh, don't agree, and well, they are going tough. to likely put you in jail. Going and, 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 if they, and if they harass me... They put me in jail or anything. Yeah, I will sue them. Well, one thing that we found was very is very useful here in the Shire is to record things, and that can become educational for other people to watch, and then they can emulate that. So, if you're having these success uh, successes, I would suggest that you have it video record, you put it online, so that other people can see that, and there can be a lot of other people that can follow suit. Absolutely, because if these magic words actually work, then uh, for sure people would be very interested in knowing about this. Oh and- no, they're not magic words. They're magic words what they use. That they're not trying to uh, put people in delusion. Well, stuff. what you're saying is that you went into their court and you uttered a phrase. And they, the... I'm under common law. Uh, I asked uh, what her jurisdiction was. She said she had no time to get into that and stuff. I kept on asking. I said, "Well, we cannot proceed until I find out your, com- uh, your jurisdiction." Was there anyone else sitting in court that day? Yeah, yeah, a whole slew of people. Interesting. Well, you know, uh, again, I just I think it's very interesting your claims, but you have to understand, Jamie, that you're not the only person who's called in to make these claims before. I mean, I know you've heard this show before, so you probably heard people calling uh, with similar claims about courtroom words that. Well, I'm not making a claim. It's true. You can believe me or not. Well, it is. It's a claim until it's proven, right? So, like, you got to have more than just your I word. Was there. Yeah, can you take video uh, next time that this happens to? Uh, well, uh, I guess. All right, I great. Didn't know at the time, but. so that's what you should do: is take some video and then call us back the next time this happens. Jamie, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing Thank from you. Eight five five four fifty free the SACL CAI toll free line. I want to see this stuff work. I really do. I'd love for somebody to be able to show me video of uh, them walking into a court, uttering something about common law, and having a judge get up, walk out of the room, and on top of that, follow it up with the requisite proof that they aren't actually going to come after you in your home a week later and arrest you for you know failure to appear or some other nonsensical contempt of court or whatever nonsense charge they're going to throw at you for that. Yeah, it'd be interesting if he follows up and lets us know, because you're right, they could attack him. There was a guy one time, uh, Tally, and this was before you moved to Keene. I think you might have been living in New Hampshire at the time, but there was a dude that moved up here uh, from California who showed up one day at a Social Sunday event. He was talking a, a you know talking a, a good game about knowing this Freeman on the land stuff, which you know, I'm somewhat familiar with uh, from Robert Menard, who we've had on the show in the past, and some of the things they do up in Canada. 
and he uh, apparently been emulating some of it. So he claimed uh, when he was living out in California, and uh, he had this real, you know, real big talk about all the stuff that he knows about how to be a freeman. And uh, I was like, "Well, great, man! Uh, sh- show some of us the ropes, and show us what you do. Let's let's see you put it to to use here, because we can back you up. I mean, we can, you know, help you out and you know show up to your court hearings and record stuff and support you in whatever way." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, blah 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 blah." We talked to him for a while, and then he moved out to uh, this place. Uh, where some other activists were living out in the woods somewhere that was kind of outside of Keene. Didn't hear from him for quite a while. He didn't come back to Keene to hang out. I don't know if he went to Manchester and hung out there at all or you know, was around any activists besides at the kind of the, 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 the home in which he lived uh, for a period of months. And then all of a sudden, one day, he calls the Porcupine 411, this phone messaging system that we have, leaves a message. It's blasted out to everybody receiving this or everybody receiving Pork 411s. And he basically says, yeah, it's so-and-so, and I'm moving back to California, but I'm willing to meet uh, meet up with anybody and tell them everything I know uh, before before I leave. Right before he yeah. leaves. And uh, so, you know, just here, give me a call at this number, and uh, we can come, and I'll spend some time with you and give you a rundown of my whole thing. Which, of course, he never do- did anything. He never, you know, went to court. He never showed anybody anything. He never told told anyone or suggested or, or approved it or did anything about what he'd originally claimed to do. So I don't know if anybody took him up on his offer uh, before he ended up leaving town. But how can you expect someone to believe what are really outrageously amazing claims? Why does Free Talk Live get so many phone calls from people who make these claims? We don't get that many, but we get them here and there. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? I don't listen to every episode, but I hear people make these claims often. We talk about court on this show. Right. Uh, you know, the average. The average talk show, if you call in the average talk show and you say you want to talk about your court win where you uh, made a judge walk out of the room, they're just going to say, yeah, you're not on topic, buddy. Click. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually take uh, those calls on this program. And I think people do want to get out of court. I mean, they don't want to have to. Who the hell wants to go to court? Uh, So it's all very tantalizing. It sounds very, uh, very sexy. Like, ooh, wow, there's something secret. You didn't know this about the courts, but if you say these words in front of the robed man or woman, they will recuse themselves from the case, they will close the case, they will dismiss the case, etc. There's all kinds of claims, and I've yet to see ironclad proof for a single one of them. And I've tried some of this stuff. I've tried it out because, you know, I go to court, so okay, I'll try this 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 time and see what happens. None of it ever works. Go ahead, try challenging jurisdiction next time you're in court. The judge is going to is going to laugh at you. I mean, the, this judge here in town basically told me when I tried the jurisdiction thing. Well, we have jurisdiction, but wait, I didn't consent. It says here in your own constitution, you got to people have to consent to your government. Oh well, that doesn't matter. We'll just do what we want. Eight five five. I mean, he doesn't say that, but if effectively that's what happens, they do what they want. You can show them their own rules. And they'll do what they want. Now, I've got a blog post about that right now over at freekeen.com. Scroll down a bit and you'll see the proof. They break their own rules at will. Hour three's next. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
Talk Live toll-free number here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site on the house. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And uh, here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Tally. We have had just a load of activism going on in the last 48 hours here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, which is where we both live, uh, Tally, you actually got out of uh, several criminal charges or a number of criminal charges yesterday, right before the trial, when the state's prosecutor decided to throw his case by announcing prior to trial that he had forgotten to file some sort of required paperwork and that, whoopsie, now we just can't go forward with things, was essentially the uh, the perspective, which conveniently made it so that you weren't able to present a case about freedom of the press and your right to record government workers to a jury of your peers, supposedly. Uh, you weren't able to do that because the jury never saw hide nor, nor hair of the inside of the courtroom for that particular trial because they threw it out right beforehand after sweating you out for eight or nine months uh, and, you know, threatening you constantly with this you know specter of uh, having two years in prison for daring to record somebody well you're speculating that it, it was corruption that they uh, threw the trial in that as way as opposed to incompetence yeah i mean it could have been incompetence it could have been either one it very well could have been either way it doesn't look good for them anyway you slice it right and uh and and now you uh, don't have anything hanging over your head at this time if i'm not mistaken they could bring back the charges because but- it was dismissed without prejudice right. which means they could bring it back but will they? Bob Constantine talked to the uh, prosecutor, uh, Mark Webb, uh, and John Webb. John Webb, thank you. And uh, and he's, John Webb said that he would have to weigh the pros and cons <laughs> of all that. But that's what they're going to do with everybody because, again, the system is designed to make people sweat. Sure is. And uh, so there's been that, and there was today, which was tax day. We had a tax day outreach project. You got a lot of footage of that. It's going to come up at tally.tv when you're done with that uh, video editing. I actually got some footage yesterday. Uh, prior to your trial, there was an outreach event where folks were holding signs trying to uh, reach out to people that were coming into court that day and share with them the ideas of, uh, hey, this, you know, if somebody didn't hurt somebody, there's no crime. Mm-hmm. So maybe you shouldn't send them to jail. Uh, the, the concept of jury nullification, although in this case, it, as somebody pointed out, it's not really so much – it wasn't so much of a jury nullification case. More of it was a freedom of the press case. Mm-hmm. Like it's clear you were in the right and uh, who doesn't agree with freedom of the press? And so you were going to, I'm sure, approach it from a freedom of the pers- uh, press perspective, among right. others. Well, it's both. I mean, it's hopefully these individuals who have been drafted as jurors will uh, you know, stand up for the freedom of the press, and then they would have nullified the case. So there's that. There's the tax day thing. And then, as I mentioned, I, I got a little bit of video because I was one of the first people on the scene yesterday. Got there bright and early before any of the jurors showed up to so make sure we had all the signs out and you know people people could just show up and kind of plug in uh, to the activism. And uh, Keene Police shows up, which is rare because the courthouse has sheriffs at it. So you hardly ever see Keene Police showing up at the courthouse. Uh, but they roll up into the parking lot. And, uh, of course, I'm banned from the parking lot. I have a trespass order against the entire property of the court and the officer kind of beckons to me i'm like i'm not coming over there and then he realizes that i can't come there and he gets out of his uh, his car and he walks over to me and i start rolling on my camera at this point and i am then served with a no trespass uh notice or an order from the liquor commission and this is now my fourth no trespass order that I'm cur- that is currently active with me. I've also had a no trespass order at the jail, but that one's expired, so I can go to the jail now. But at this time, I am banned from all school district property in Keene. I'm banned from the Monadnock Regional School in um, 
in Swansea, which is the town to the south here. I'm banned from the courthouse, the Cheshire County Courthouse, the entire property of the courthouse. And now, uh, because of this Liquor Commission uh, order, I am now banned from every liquor store in the state of New Hampshire forever. And it's not just me. Apparently, they got you, uh, you with one of them, too. Apparently, there's some paperwork that has my name on it. It may have been what they were trying to uh, give me when I was walking out of uh, court. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm also banned from the Superior Court, so I can't even report on matters coming from there. I've done a lot of reports from liquor stores also. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one of my first videos uh, was from the liquor store, um, one of my first Tally TV videos, uh, reporting on the liquor store. There's a protest there, so I guess I can't cover that in the future. But it doesn't – I mean – it's too bad that I can't report on that, and these I'll probably fight these charges. Um, they're ridiculous. I don't even know where to begin. Wait, which charges? Um, well, these trespassing. The trespassing. Yeah. I would I would like to know where to begin on that, too. Uh, I guess I, you know, if I had to guess, it would be filing some sort of an injunction. But I have a problem with that because they want money to file an injunction. So I just don't like the idea of giving money to the system to try to get justice from the system that's oppressing me in the first place mm-hmm. with what seemed to be pretty just blatantly unconstitutional very wrong uh, trespass orders. Let's rewind a little bit here and look at the reason why, the ostensible reason why we received these orders. It wasn't just you and I. It was also Derek J., who normally is here on Tuesday nights, but unfortunately can't join us due to being on house arrest. Uh, so we were given these orders, and you were the one who first figured this out, because the Liquor Commission came here to the studio, the LRN.FM studio, and attempted to serve us with something. But none of us talked to them, and they weren't able to like touch us with something. So we weren't served in that particular instance. We're like, well, what are they doing looking for the three of us? Uh, because you, you know, you haven't really been arrested in a whole lot of instances. There was just the the trespass or the uh, there was just the the camera thing at the court recently. So like, what are they going after you for? And you figured out that it's because we did singing. We sang songs, well, carols. Yeah, just because of the people that were involved, um, it, it made sense. And um, what's also interesting with this, these liquor cops, the, uh, the liquor control board, they have their own police department. Yeah. They came here to the studio, and then after that, I read in the news that they went to a local bar in Keene. I believe it was Railroad Bar, and then there was a, a fight between 30 or 40 people um, and, you know, you don't read about these fights all the time, so these guys must – their appearance must have instigated this. I well, guess. right. They attempted to arrest somebody, and that guy didn't want to be arrested from what I understand. Right, uh, for um, drinking underage. Right. It was 19, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So had they left people, peaceful people alone, there never would have been – maybe there never would have been that 30, 40-person yeah. fight. I'm just speculating that it was the same officers making their rounds and causing mayhem. I expect but, you're right about that. But, and by the way, this trespass order didn't say on there why we were being banned. Unlike the order that bans us from the courthouse, where they claim the reason why we're banned is because we've been persistently harassing people. With my reporting? I mean, I would like to know, right. I'd like for them to define what this harassment means. Me too. And I plan to ask questions about that at my trial uh, for trespass, because I uh, have been arrested for trespassing right, at the court. Right. Uh, and uh, the sheriff himself, who issued the order to me, was called as a witness. So I plan on asking the, uh, the sheriff how he can ban someone from his court uh, for a, a charge that has never been leveled. Mm-hmm. I've never been charged with harassment. I've certainly never been convicted of harassment. Is it possible that I could testify? Or um, that'd I mean, be fine with I'd, me. I'd, yeah. I'd talk about my reporting, and I mean, well, I don't know if it helps your case, but I would like to get some uh, questions answered, also. 
you could always go and get yourself arrested for uh, for trespass, and then they'd have to answer your questions, unless they drop the damn charges, like I, you know, like they might do right uh, right before trial. So we've been banned from every single liquor store in the state. For those that don't know, New Hampshire, yeah, it may be the freest state, but that doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily because this, there's some really bad things that happen here, and one of those things is the state has a total monopoly on the distribution of distilled spirits. Yep, and uh, while prohibiting uh, cannabis, right, uh, so, a much safer drug. Yeah, exactly. Uh, New Hampshire is surrounded by states and Canada with some form of decriminalization, but the live free or die state, they will put you in a cage, like they did for so many people that that we know in the community. Our friend Derek Jay is facing yep. marijuana charges most recently, um, and so it's it's outrageous. So I've uh, reported from there. There's been some uh, protests, redress of grievance uh, that point this hypocrisy out. But because of this prohibition, I can't I can't report from there anymore, it seems. And you're not the only one. They've banned, uh, I think, five or six mm-hmm. different activists, including Pete Ayer from uh, CopBlock.org, who has never sung at the court. That's they bizarre. just they just banned him because he hangs out with us, because he because mm-hmm. they know he's associated with us. And so it's just absolutely outrageous. Excuse me. He's been banned from the courthouse. I don't want to sound like he was banned from uh, the, the liquor store. Right. Only you and Derek J and I have been banned from the liquor stores thus far. Even though there's more people that uh, you know have been there. There were several more people that uh, sang at the liquor stores. And it's true. One time we sang inside a liquor store, but it was the holiday season. We were singing a carol. I mean, some customers liked it. Some customers sang along with us at, uh, at one singing. Yeah. let's. Uh, we can come back with more and uh, take your calls as well. 855-450-FREE. But... We've been banned from public property, these state-run liquor stores, for singing carols during Christmas season. I mean, it's just the most insane thing. How much more ludicrous can it get? Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you to bring up what you want is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Tally. SACL CAI is a company that will help you deal with the vexing task of collections. You didn't get into business to do collections. I mean, that's not what I got into business for. I want to do radio. I want to you know, entertain uh, my listeners and, and uh, help support my affiliates and you know, make people happy. I don't want to necessarily have to collect money from people. So SACL CAI can help you handle the task of collections. They also do early out billing and purchase charged off receivables. They're trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. So you want to collect your money and keep your clients too. SACL CAI knows this. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. They're right there at the top of the page at freetalklive.com, top of the page on the, uh, the banner column. So uh, so we're going to go to your phone calls. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Also, we've been talking about uh, the chronic Christmas carols that we sang. And we talked about a lot on the air at the time when we were doing this because I think they're really entertaining songs. And we'll tell you where you can go and get them here in a moment. These songs got us banned from every state liquor store in the entire state of New Hampshire. 
Uh, first, we go to Frank listening in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Tally. Hi, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Frank, what's on your mind, sir? Good. Well, you know, it's interesting, the uh, mentioning about the harassment. Harassment has to be defined under the state code of uh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And, it is. Uh, the, so in, in this sense, there is a legal definition for that. It sounds to me as if just by using your First Amendment free speech rights to ask people questions if you're doing a documentary or something would not constitute harassment unless you persisted in following and chasing uh, and threatening a person who chose not to participate in answering any of those questions. So what, I think, what would you consider uh, persisting? Because what we well, were someone doing... Someone says, no, no, I'm not interested. Please leave me alone. And then you run after them as they leave. It, 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 when, when they leave you, let's say, and walk away, if you go over chasing them and keep sort of hounding them with the questions when they've already stated they don't want to uh, answer, they don't want to participate then that might constitute harassment. But it would have to be defined by, you know, let's say a witness. But don't you you think that someone should have to be convicted of harassment before they can be banned from a property for it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because uh, it sounds to me as if, you know, New Hampshire isn't the only state in the country that has state-controlled liquor. Pennsylvania has something known as the state stores that distribute all the liquor in the state of Pennsylvania and a lot of the wines and things. So, in a sense, I can understand the trend not wanting to sing Christmas carols within their property, like within the store mm-hmm. that's owned by the government that distributes the spirits. Uh, but I was wondering, did you also sing any Hanukkah songs like Dreidel, Dreidel, Little Dreidel, you know, and some of the other songs? Because what's interesting in Washington, D.C., it's prohibited to have, let's say, a nativity scene or a crash, but behind the White House, there's a 12-foot menorah that also... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that exists. Well, and we weren't singing I, actual Christmas. Is, my, we weren't my singing. Philosophy is yeah. if you're going to ban one religion. Well, this wasn't a religious uh, event, let Frank. Every religion just to... have their their. Let every religion demonstrate. Sure, sure. No, their... I get where you're coming from, but unfortunately, what you're saying doesn't apply to what we were doing. Uh, we were. Yeah. Tell me we were, about it. Right. Well, we were not doing anything religious. We were using classic Christmas tunes. Uh, okay. And singing modified lyrics. So one of the songs we were singing was uh, "Drug War Cops Are Raiding the School." Uh, I like and, that. Yeah, and so I mean, Tally, can you off the top of your head think of there was a, a lay of Anslinger instead of a way in a manger? Uh, we were talking about Henry Anslinger, who was you know one of the guys who created the, the right. insane war on drugs. Uh, um, yeah, there's violent blight to the song, a tune of Silent Night. I just got a message from our buddy Eddie Free, and he requested a song. He wants us to sing. Okay. <laughs> now, Ian, you've sang songs plenty of times. Are, is your radio audience ready to hear you sing? Oh, my goodness. I, we might ready? be able to do that. <laughs> if you want to do it, Tally. Let's do a Drug War Cops Are Rating the School. Well, let's make sure we get Frank uh, and all of his thoughts out here first. Frank, anything else you want to share? Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, right now there are incredibly important issues regarding the loss of civil rights in this country, including Obama's uh, executive order that allows the IRS to prohibit people from using their passports to leave the country, which violates every code of, of American law as well as international law, and also the UN Charter of Rights and Human Freedoms. So, in a sense, these are issues that I think people should put their energy into protesting in a big way. And also the fact that this will be the first year uh, with the presidential 
conventions whereby people would be, be prohibited from protesting because of Obama's illegal executive orders stating that, uh, you know, if there's a uh, secret service or any government official within any area and you protest that, you can be deemed a domestic terrorist and all this stuff. Well, this is, and you I know, more about what time, you, you mentioned sorry, before, Frank, that what you're talking about here is a very similar theme to the idea of if you use your rights, you find out all of a sudden you don't actually have them. That's like, correct. Th- this is all that we're talking we about here. We're talking about free speech, right. and you, you're actually a human being in this country, you know, this supposed country, talk, actually speaking out against right. the government with their free speech. All of a sudden, their free speech becomes harassment. Uh, you're asking, asking bureaucrats questions they don't want to hear, trying to hold Correct. them accountable the for their actions? Is, and the fact is, if it can't be adjudicated in the court of law... And administrative law or the sovereign executive privilege, such as Obama's invoking now, which is illegal and unconstitutional within our uh, system of government, if that stands as a precedent, then all is lost. And it's going to be like Nazi Germany and the gulag of the Soviet Union. And the sad thing is... Oh, Frank, uh, it can't happen here. Well, it can happen, and it's happening here. Yeah. It's happening in a big way. People need to pay attention. Thanks for the call, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. Instead of telling yourself that, oh, it's this America, this can't happen here. Well, hey, wait a minute. It's already happened that people have been locked up in camps in this country. That happened back during World War II. Yeah, I mean, people are, are filling the uh, New Hampshire cages because they have plant matter. How ridiculous can it get? It is ridiculous, and it just keeps going where they keep arresting peaceful people. So, uh, yo, let's do a little bit of singing. I mean, since, since it was requested of us, uh, and I know that Eddie Free is, uh, is in another, yet another activist who's planning a move to New Hampshire. Yep, uh, he lives in the D.C. area, which is a great place to leave. Uh, you've actually left the D.C. area in the past. Left the District of Criminals. You ever miss it? Uh, some of the people, but I hung out with a bunch of uh, libertarians there that were more in the think tank world. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hanging out with uh, liberty-minded people that are uh, activists. And I, when I visited people. D.C., I thought some of the people there were nice, too. But mm-hmm. there's nice people everywhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so hey, if you want to get these lyrics, you can pull them up yourself. Sing along if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to uh, sing number three. The drug war cops are raiding the school to the tune of Santa Claus is coming to town. The lyrics are available over at uh, freekeen.com. There's a tools section there. Uh, you can just go to tools.freekeen.com or highlight the uh, or hi- hover over the tools menu at the top of the page, and then there's flyers and more. If you click on that, uh, it'll pull up a page with several different outreach flyers that we use here. Uh, everything from don't take a plea deal, which we talked about earlier, uh, not taking plea deals, to other things like the Chronic Carol song sheet. So you can click pull that up, and then I don't think we've ever sung on Free Talk nope, Live after before, the break. So. We're going to make some history on this program. <laughs> 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hopefully we won't tune too many people out. We are somewhat practiced at this song. 855-450-FREE, you can take control of the airwaves. You'll hear one of the songs that got us banned forever from every single liquor store in the state of New Hampshire. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a variety of features that await you there. You can go and enjoy them. Uh, freetalklive.com is uh, the destination. Lots of uh, different stuff, all for free. And those features include our webcam. So for those of you who are internet-connected, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen to the show there and also interact with other Free Talk Live listeners uh, who are in the chat room as we speak. Uh, the chat room is open 24-7. Our streams go 24-7. So, of course, the best time to find people in the chat rooms during the live show. But it is always there for your convenience on the cam page at cam.freetalklive.com. So... Uh, we ended up talking about the ban that you and I, Tally, have received, and Derek J. as well, banned from every state liquor store in the entire state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. The reason for this is because we dared to sing. Mm-hmm. And singing has a long tradition uh, in act, you know, the, uh, the freedom movement of the 19, uh, late 1960s. F- singing was very, very important in that movement. In fact, the, the man who wrote the song that we're going to sing here shortly uh, and the songs that we were singing that got us banned is really into uh, those old movements and had, has studied how song really helped uh, change the, the way those movements were perceived. And so having listened to, to him and what he had to say about these things and doing a little bit of research on my own as well, I saw that was the case. I mean, you get a whole group of angry people shouting at the cops. We were talking about communicating with the police the other night on Free Talk Live. If you've got an angry group of people that's shouting and asking a bunch of questions, it's very cacophonous. It's very loud. It's very noisy. It's not easy to, to handle. But if you get a group of people who's united their voices in song – it's a completely different uh, feeling, I think, that that lends to a, a situation that might develop. And so we had been using these songs, and they're in the form of Christmas carols. They're uh, to the tune of very famous uh, Christmas carols, but they're completely different lyrics. In this case, anti-drug war lyrics. Uh, these are the songs that we were singing at these liquor stores to bring attention to the fact that, as you pointed out, Tally, these government agents are selling a, a deadly hard drug, alcohol. But at the same time, they're prohibiting one of the softest, most benign drugs out there, one of the most medically beneficial drugs, cannabis. So we're bringing uh, attention to that hypocrisy. And they don't like that, of course, because they don't like anybody questioning their system. They certainly don't like people speaking out against it, and they certainly don't like you doing it on their property. Right. Well, you know, everybody had different reasons for why they wanted to uh, sing there that day or any day. But the reason I wanted to go in there was because uh, the woman I mentioned, Patricia Smith, a nurse who uh, was recently caged uh, because she had the audacity to grow plants, medicinal plants, in her own home. Mm-hmm. Um, well, For her sick daughter, as I understand well, it. Yeah, and herself. Um, so you had agents of the state that went into her home early in the morning. That's okay, according to the state of New Hampshire and the U.S. federal government. It's okie-dokie. Um, but if you walk inside uh, one of their places and sing uh, sing these uh, chronic carols, then that's a that's a bad thing. But. So we've got some backup singers uh, who have joined us here in the studio. Uh, Michelle Seven is here, and Luthor uh, are here on the the third mic, and we are going to to perform for you by request. Uh, the drug war cops are raiding the school, and of course you can follow along if you pull up the Chronic Carol song sheet at home uh, over at tools.freekeen.com. It's one of the uh, the few a few links down the page there, Chronic Carol song sheet. So we'll just uh, jump right in here to the tune of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The dog's, dog's on alert. alert. 
The taser's on high. Line up in the hall and shut up or die. Drug war cops are raiding the school. A shiny tin badge makes everything right. Your A student sleeps on concrete tonight. Drug war cops are raiding the school. There's no recourse to justice, no reasonable doubt. They'll jail the good and bad alike, let the system sort them out. Your record is blotched, we've broken your arm. Good thing we're here to keep you from harm. Drug war cops are raiding the school. Any day now we'll raid your school. <laughs> And we're not professional Thanks, guys. singers, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, Thanks, you know, Luther. I Thanks, don't do a terrible Seven. job. And thank you guys for uh, for coming in here. But uh, it's a lot of fun. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to sing was because it's fun to it, sing. This is great activism, in my opinion, because you're having fun. Uh, it's non-threatening. It's peaceful. It's peaceful. Although, you know, one of the things I've been surprised about, Tally, is how many people have have not appreciated the singing well, and people within the movement who uh you know who i thought for sure would appreciate even some musically uh, inclined people have been uh, upset the idea of uh, of people singing and it's just like you you know you just can't please everybody with your activism you just can't i haven't been 100 percent pleased with uh, all the performances because um like recently, uh, it seems like uh, it's like singing at instead of singing to. And so what I want to do more and more of is, you know, just be able to communicate um, with folks. And there, sometimes with some people, it can sound angry behind the lyrics. And I, I would like for peace to exude, you know, not just in the lyrics, but also the tone, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, drug war cops are raiding the school. Would you say that there's anger behind that? I, I... Uh, no, I'm saying sung? it depends on how it's sung, you know. Um, uh, so I, I would say that's something to be careful about because one of the reasons, like you, that I like singing is um, it is much more peaceful. When I first came to New Hampshire, like one of the first things of activism that I did was record the 420 uh, crackdown in Nashua at the Liberty Forum there. And at first there was chanting, and then by the time people got to the police station, people were singing, and I—, I uh, really approved of that, and so that's when I decided to do more of that myself. But so, give me an example of singing at people. I'm, well, I can't like over the radio. I can't talk about tone, you know. But okay. it's just when I hear it, it seems. So it's not circumstance. It's just the voice, the the person's voice. You believe right. is mm-hmm. hmm, that's interesting. Because I know that there are certain times when I've sung in response uh, to, to something that was done. So, for instance, uh, you know, when they served us with the papers banning us from the the courthouse, we s- just jumped right into drug war cops are raiding the school because it's uh, it's a song that I've memorized. Mm-hmm. I know it pretty pretty much by heart, and it's something I can just pull up at a at a moment's notice. Uh, I've sung in the basement uh, holding cells at the the courthouse uh, when I was taken in there for a trespass charge. Kelly Voluntarius and I were sitting in separate cells and we sang together. <laughs> um, so I mean I don't. Whenever I'm singing, I mean I'm not. I'm not singing with those people, so does that mean I'm singing at them? I mean, well, no. It sounds like you were put in t- uh, tense situations, and so it's no wonder if there's some tenseness in your voice. Right. And, and for me, the song is a way to resolve that, is a way to channel uh, whatever negativity that you might be feeling in a situation into something that's immediately going to make something more positive. Mm-hmm. And so maybe some of the critics are right when they say that you know there's some sort of 
uh, tension there behind the songs. But I'd much rather have people singing than shouting. Sure. And I'd much rather have them singing than badgering someone or a cacophony of different questions coming in at at someone. That's the purpose behind, uh, in my opinion at least, the purpose in bringing these songs into the activism movement is to allow people to unify their voices and to shift away from whatever anger they might be feeling. Oh, wait, we're feeling angry? Let's sing a song. Right. I mean, what what better idea is there? And of course, a lot of the people that are critiquing this, you know, I've seen hide nor hair of them out at any sort of activism event uh, where they would have to in- interact with uh, the police department or any other aggressors. So I tend to not really take their critiques very seriously. But I did take them seriously because they were people I knew and that I had, you know, I had respected. And I, I was surprised that they would look at singing like this and say that this is detrimental activism, that singing is hurting the cause. I mean, it seems like, uh, Jason, that there's almost. Nothing that I can do as an activist that doesn't upset people. Well, I don't think uh, – I mean it's the people that uh, are annoyed that are going to be the ones speaking out. I of mean, course. I, th- I think there's people that also admire. I mean clearly oh, we people know. admire people the love activism. these songs. We've, we've sung these songs uh, with – I don't think you – were, you weren't there for this, but uh, – we went to uh, Kelly and I went to the Quaker. No, excuse me, not the Quakers. The Unitarians mm-hmm. had a brunch for the Occupy movement. We brought the Thanks but No Tanks song, which was another fun song that uh, was written, and uh, we had a nice session with the the folks at the Unitarian Church where we all sang the Thanks but No Tanks song. People love this stuff. That's on the back of my T-shirt. Yep. More coming up here. <laughs> thanks but No Tanks dot com. You can go and uh, pull that up there. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Free talk live. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. We have enough time for your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Join Jason Talley at his website, talley.tv, T-A-L-L-E-Y.tv. And uh, once again, 855-450-FREE. We're going to jump into your phone calls here. Uh, We've been all over the map as far as the variety of different activism that has been happening here and some of the, the things that have been happening to us uh, that we didn't certainly didn't ask for, like being banned from every single state-run liquor store uh, in the state of New Hampshire forever. And what we can do about that, I don't yet know. I know Brad Jardis thinks we should s- schedule some sort of a hearing with the Liquor Commission. I mean, he says he's going to write up a letter about it and maybe s- we'll see what we think about doing that. I, I don't know. Why not? Let's troll him, see what happens. Uh, at this point, I, I don't know what else to do. So I, you know, I don't miss. I, I've never uh, shopped for liquor at those stores anyway. Me neither. Uh, I don't want to do business with a state. I, I don't, don't either. But I want to be able to to sing there if I if I want to sing there. I mean, sure. I I still pay for those stores through my tax dollars. Well, that's the thing. You know, uh, we donated our time to provide entertainment to those customers. You know, we didn't ask for any compensation from the liquor board, and they right. treat us like that. And I think we brought some good cheer to the holiday season. I mean, these are cheery songs. They're fun to sing. Uh, We got lots of smiles, and uh, people seem to appreciate our presence there. Mm 
We certainly did not get people saying mean and nasty things to us that were there, except for the store employees or the managers. Actually, some of the employees were pretty cool. Right. But uh, one of the managers was kind of nasty, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, let's go to Shadow listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was listening to you right here, and what I wanted to bring up is that uh, I've seen right here in Huntsville, I've been here 13 uh, years this time, I've seen the HPD here, so a little abusive. Well, that's cost, you know, that's cost tourism business a lot. It's cost jobs leaving, jobs not coming in. And what I wanted to, to see to you guys, I, I've never been to Keene. I don't know how big a town it is, what kind of prosperity. But if you ever thought about talking to business owners around there, having some of your other activists too, and just explain these things to them and say, look, if you want this town to prosper, which is going to help your businesses and all like that, then we need to get this under control, get this mayor to straighten this police out. If they don't do it, fire the mayor. Yeah, like the problem is, I don't know, here. Shadow, if you've ever talked to business owners, but the problem with business owners tends to be they're scared to death of uh, taking on the state. That's not to say they're all that way, because we actually have a few handful of business owners in town that are pretty friendly to the liberty movement and are willing to stand up to some extent and speak out. But they, many of them are frightened to death, uh, and they're not willing to stand up to the extent that they otherwise might like to, because they're worried that the city's going to come after them for some sort of zoning ordinance or some kind of city code violation or pull a license or, you know, you, there's all kinds of things that the, the city gang holds over these business owners' heads. And, and thank you, Shadow, for the call tonight. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, axes that are holding that are being held over their head and business owners that are open to the public you know it's one thing to do agorism and do things kind of below the radar and not have a storefront it's a whole other different world to have a storefront where people are coming in at any time and those people could be cops and or enforcers of the liquor commission or whoever and these people are going to threaten you with criminal charges look all you wanted to do is do some business you got into business so you could sell stuff or do it, provide a service. Most business owners didn't get into business so they could be activists. So as much as I would love to just waltz down Main Street and come into people's uh, stores and uh, pitch them on, hey, how about we just all stop paying property taxes? Unfortunately, most of them are not going to be receptive to that idea. Just That's just how it is. Even if they support the idea, even if they hate the city, even if they know how corrupt they are, especially if they know how corrupt they are. Because if you know that the city people are corrupt, if you know the city people are likely to target you for – maybe you've seen them target other business owners. If you know they're likely – or maybe they've already targeted you for some nonsense. If you know they're likely to target you, what's going to be your incentive to jump on board with that? What is going to be what, – what is it going to take? I mean this is actually a question for you if you're a business owner. What's it going to take for you to stand up for your liberties? What's it going to take for you to operate without a license, operate without a permit? And I know the, the critique is going to come right back at me, and it's completely valid. Is well, Ian, you don't have a business, so how can you, you know, how can you say that stuff? It's true. I mean, I, I have a business. I run a radio show, but I've never asked permission to do it. I, uh, you know, don't have an occupancy permit or whatever. I, I wouldn't know where to begin, and I don't care to find out where to begin to do these things legally. I wish more people who own businesses had that asp- uh, that uh, that that viewpoint. But I don't blame them for not. They didn't want to invest $200,000 in starting a restaurant just to have it shut down by the health board. To have a bunch of men in black come in. Because let me tell you, if you 
open up a restaurant. Let's say you go ahead and, uh, you, you know, Tally, you make some great tacos uh, every now and then, and you don't ask anyone's permission to do that. I hope I can say that on, on, the, on the radio. Oh, they're delicious, sure. Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, and you don't ask anyone's permission. You haven't asked any bureaucrats to inspect your, your kitchen when you make people tacos. But if you went downtown and opened up a storefront and paid, well, I, don't know, I don't know what it costs, 2000 bucks a month or 3000 bucks a month to rent a storefront in downtown Keene, and you started serving tacos to people, it wouldn't take long before the you know, government inspectors would wander on through your door and start asking you questions about where your permits were. Mm-hmm. And then you know, maybe you would be smart and not answer their questions. But then it wouldn't be a matter of time, only just a matter of probably days before the government police, men with guns, show up at your door and begin asking questions. And one of those questions, I presume, is going to be, well, we understand you don't have a health uh, permit here, uh, Mr. Talley, and we'd like to like to verify if that is uh, true or not. We don't see that in our records. Can you show us uh, your health code permit? If you can't, we are going to have to shut down your operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll give you an order first. This is what happened in Grafton when I was there with the... Uh uh, the Grafton Gulch is an operation. Once somebody put out an open sign, that's when state agents came in and started issuing orders that it uh, needed to be shut down. But as far as my tacos go, people uh, seek me out, and uh, I make them tacos. I make them uh, food in the same kitchen where I make my food. Uh, and uh, it's But totally Tyler, you could poison your customers. I, why would I want to poison my customers? I wouldn't get their money in the future. Well, right. I mean, these are the ludicrous uh, extremes that people have to go to to speak out in favor of health code permits and this myth mm-hmm. that government uh, inspectors are keeping people at restaurants safe. No, the reason why you're safe at restaurants is because the restaurant wants you to come back. Mm-hmm. They want you to tell your friends, actually, that you had such a good meal uh, and bring your friends next time around. That's why restaurants are safe. It's not because the government inspector, in most places, the government inspector didn't even come around once a year and they usually announce that they're going to come in advance and when they do come in it's not really a very thorough inspection in a lot of cases and it's arbitrary one thing will be noted uh during one inspection won't be noted in a future inspection um but uh, the, uh one thing about the liberty community uh in Keene is it's so large that a lot of people uh, don't want to pay taxes uh, by going to a restaurant, which in New Hampshire is nine percent. So you Awful. see a lot of people cooking for one another, and they'll trade meals um, or trade other things or uh, Federal Reserve notes or silver. It's really cool here. And that's something that's kind of sprung up within the last year, maybe mm-hmm. even so much in the last eight, eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And it's it's becoming, I think, something that people are actually counting on. I love the fact that uh, people are making home cooked meals for people and. Obviously, the overhead's not involved in uh, running an actual st- a store business, so you can pass on some savings. But also, I like I'd much rather spend if I'm gonna, even if it was the same price. And in some cases, you know, the the price is is a, is a little up there. Some sometimes people make uh, special plates and things like that. And I'd still rather spend the same amount of money on my friends mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and associates than I would uh, you know some random business run run by a corporation that complies with uh, any with edict. all the taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. And again, please, I'd love to see some movement of business owners step up and like challenge the state. I just don't see it happening. I wish I could. I wish I could have the vision for that. Maybe, maybe somebody you know who who can speak the right language to these folks can come and you know recruit them on board. But it's just not what they got into business for. Mm-hmm.
So 855-450-FREE. Uh, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, we didn't get to talk about any uh, news tonight. Well, that's okay because there's uh, so much news coming out of uh, Keene, New Hampshire. I don't know if there was anything that you felt that we missed tonight, Tally. Yeah. Uh, earlier I mentioned the um, promotion code for um, Porkfest. And it didn't work for me, uh, but I am told by somebody that works at uh, the Silver Circle movie, uh, Megan, that um, it was supposed to be up today, but there might be a technical issue. So she'll let me know when it's resolved. So I'll post that on my Facebook page. Um, Jason Talley is my name. You can find me there. But it'll probably work tomorrow, maybe later tonight. But $5 registration can't beat that. Okay, so that actually might end up being good news because a number of people listen to this show in delayed broadcast or on a podcast. And so people may be listening to this when it's actually Wednesday. We're recording it Tuesday, mm-hmm. doing the show Tuesday night. Uh, so, and they heard us say earlier this was only valid Tuesday night. So now what you're saying is by the time someone uses this code on maybe on a Wednesday, it may actually work because of some technical difficulty. So Perhaps. the code one more time. Why don't we get the, the code out if you happen to have it handy? Um, so let's see. Silver it's a circle. Silver Circle PF two zero one two. Silver Circle PF, as in Pork Fest. Make right. sure we're clear. That's an F. Uh, PF two zero one two. Ostensibly, you will get registration for five bucks for Pork Fest, which is twenty five dollars off the normal regular uh, re- registration price. Right. So it's worth at least a try. <laughs> Hopefully, right. it'll work for you. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com and tally.tv. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.